الحمد لله الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده أما بعد الله سبحانه وتعالى through his فضل and رحمة sent down the Anbiya the prophets عليهم الصلاة والسلام to reform and guide people people were built on the original tawhid and value system of adam alayhi salam we all came from adam and hawa so we all initially inherited their mindset their psyche their values that was transferred into us as human beings a time came when people because of environment or society uh, had their own ideas of how to worship Allah and they developed their own ideas of values and how they should live etc so when that happened and they deviated from the right path Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down prophets, messengers to bring them back to the original code of Adam, to the original thinking of human values that came with Adam And then things happened, prophets came. Some people believed and others did not believe. Those who did not believe were ultimately destroyed until Isa came. And when Isa came, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided the Banu Israel through Isa and then he left, he was raised to the heavens. And then the Prophet ﷺ came to a group of people who had never been previously exposed to Nabuwa or to any kind of Wahi system. They were people who did not have any Nabi in their history before. So the Prophet ﷺ came to this group of people who worshipped many, many idols and they manufactured and made many statues that they believed represented the divine abilities and powers and also perhaps divinity. The Prophet came in that environment, he was born into that culture or civilization, if you want to call it that. And then he did, through Allah's fadl, what he did, he wiped out uh, the whole peninsula from shirk. So there was no one left in the peninsula by the time he left this world who worshipped an, an idol and they all worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This was the completion of Nabuwa, the completion of prophethood. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the last prophet and Nabi completed the task of Nabuwa which was to reform a whole community 
a whole society of people who previously did not worship one Allah and now they were all worshipping one Allah. That was the completion of the Prophet mission and his da'wah, his nabuwa. And that is when the ayah was revealed of Yawm Akmaltu Lakum Deenakum. Today I have perfected for you your deen, your religion, where no one is left in this land, in this peninsula who worships anyone else besides Allah. So you can see from this summary that I've given you that we all are from Adam and Hawa and they have within them, in their DNA, if you want to go down that road, whatever was necessary for them to be in Jannah. When they came here, their children, their offspring inherited the same genes. Again, if you want to go down that road to worship one Allah and to ask Him for forgiveness and to seek help from Him, etc. And then human beings through time, because of pollution in the environment and in communities, decided that they needed to worship someone else besides Allah. Until the last Nabi came, and when he came, he reformed a huge amount of people. A massive amount of people. And we reached a critical mass with the Sahaba. That they were about 124,000 strong at the time of the last khutbah. So to reform such a huge community in a span of 20 plus years is in itself a mu'jiza. That no one there was left who went astray and who thought that their aql or their mind and intellect could guide them in matters of worship, in matters of uh, devoting themselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everybody was on the same page. When that happened once in history, the mission was complete. Because now everybody else who will then come after the Prophet will see this perfect role model and this perfect blueprint and this perfect model in societal reform that is the Prophet and the Sahaba and they can copy that model, they can recreate that model and they can do whatever they want. But there is no more Nabi after the Prophet There is no need for Nabuwa after the Prophet because the Nabi's job has been done. It's perfected. Perfected to the degree where there was no one who could ever conceive of shirk when the Prophet left. No one in that group. And when you reach this level of success, then obviously you'd have to be the greatest human being that ever lived. That they obey, they submit, and they follow. Today, if you want a group of people to do anything, first of all, we can't get a group of people. Secondly, if we do get a group of people, everybody's the chief. Nobody wants to follow. And thirdly, 
that even if that is the case, that you, have, you do have some kind of leader leadership, then everybody still has their opinion and their difference of opinion. And you will have no system or organization uh, which is going to last for more than maybe 10 years, 20 years, perhaps 100 years, perhaps 200 years. When you think of the U.S., how long has this system sustained itself? Where it's crumbling from within. Where you don't have now the same ideology in the minds of the people who run and govern the country. They're split. They're using the same words, democracy, constitution. But they're split in their understanding. And more than that, they're split in their application. And yet, here we are. Muslims of the U.S. still want to marvel and assume that this is a good system. It's a good system for us. We're living here, mashallah. Alhamdulillah, keep us, preserve us. We're not talking about that. I'm saying that in order for you to understand the mu'jizah of the Prophet ﷺ, from that time until now, no one who claims to be a Muslim, no one who claims to be a Muslim will ever worship anyone besides Allah. No one who claims to be a Muslim will ever do his salat other than the way the Prophet ﷺ did his salat. That's called unity and more than that, uniformity. How does this level of unity and uniformity come about in human history where human beings are by nature argumentative? Man by nature, the Quran says, is very confrontational, very argumentative. You argue about everything. Everything from what uh, your wife or you should cook at home, to community politics, to world politics. You argue about everything. Why? Because it's in your nature. And you never agree. But the most foundational value, and that is Tawheed, and that is the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the way Allah wants you to worship, is still very much existent in the world today amongst Muslims. As I said, anyone who claims that they are Muslim will not commit shirk. Because the Prophet's mission was complete. He uprooted that if there was a gene of shirk. There's no gene for shirk. It's a distortion. It's a perversion. It's against nature. Nothing of that sort exists in the DNA of a human being. It's not there. So the Prophet removed this misconception and myth from the minds of everybody who claims to be a Muslim from the Sahaba until today, that no Muslim would ever conceive of worshipping an idol. 
And anyone, everybody who says he is Muslim will worship Allah the way the Prophet worships Allah. This, my dear brothers and sisters, is the value that we should appreciate in ourselves so that we don't always beat the drums of disunity, disunity, disunity. Oh, the Ummah is disunited. And you don't see the woods for the trees. And you don't see the name of Allah. And you don't see the father of Allah. And you don't see the optimism. And you don't believe in Allah anymore because you're too worried about the so-called disunity in the Ummah. And you say there's no hope for the Ummah because we're never united. Well, I have a very different take on that. Very different. He said, we are united. Except we don't know how to look. We don't know how to appreciate unity where it does exist. We don't appreciate what Allah has given us today through the Prophet ﷺ in the form of this supreme organization and system of worship. When you take that into consideration and you put that into your equation, then there's no disunity. Then why are you bickering? Why are you whining? Why are you complaining? We're not united. The truth is, my dear brothers and sisters, is that the devil doesn't want us to see that we're united. The devil insinuates in our minds that we're disunited, so we say we're disunited, or we don't agree on anything. Well, every human being has an idea, an opinion, and they're going to be expressed, manifested wherever you are. That is not something that you will say creates disunity. Sometimes those differences are tolerated, sometimes they're appreciated, sometimes they should not be tolerated. But the point is, what is the mission of the Prophet ﷺ according to the Qur'an? What is his mission? And did he complete his mission? And if he completed his mission, then is that same completion valid today? Because if you argue that mission is incomplete today, then he is not the last Nabi. That means you need another Nabi, which is totally false. The reason why we say his mission is complete is because there is no Nabi after the Prophet. His mission is complete, done, finished, khalas. No Muslim will ever commit shirk, no Muslim will ever worship Allah. Other than the way the Prophet This is supreme unity, organization, and system, and uniformity also that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has followed on this ummah through the Prophet is still very much alive. We have to look at it that way. Instead of going through the and with the insinuation and the waswasa of the devil and shaitan, we're disunited. We can't do anything. Whatever is necessary for your najat, your salvation, which, by the way, is the reason you're Muslim. The reason you're Muslim is because you want a path, an entry, a passport, and a visa into Jannah. That's why you're Muslim. Otherwise, what's the difference between you and a kafir? The only reason you're Muslim because you want to end up, inshallah, in Jannah. 
So what are the things, the principles? What are the aqaid, the values that we need in order to get into Jannah? The first and foremost is to believe in one Allah and not to commit shirk. And the second is to profit, is to follow the Prophet Muhammad. If we do that, then we at least have eligibility for salvation. Eligibility for najat. We still have a passport to enter Jannah. And that's what you need. Now, if there are differences after that, then they may be tolerated, they may be accepted, they may be appreciated, and sometimes they may be rejected. But that's not the reason to say that we are disunited. And we condemn ourselves all the time. We're disunited, we're unorganized, we're unsophisticated, blah, 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 and we forget Allah's fadl. It is only through Allah's fadl, alhamdulillah, that we are still Muslim today. And the fact that we are still Muslim is the greatest value that all human beings should cherish. And that is the word that we must go out and deliver to ourselves, our family members, our community members, that instead of bickering and whining about the fact that we are disunited, say no, we are united in Tawheed. We are united in Risala. We are united in the belief in the Akhirah. This is foundational. This is what makes us Muslim. So until someone who now says, I don't believe in Allah, or I don't believe in the Prophet, or I don't believe in the Akhir, then they're no longer Muslim, they're not part of the equation. Then it doesn't matter how disunited they are. doesn't matter, they're not included in our community. So we must see the fadl of Allah, we must see the rahmah of Allah in action, in real life, all the time, and think positive. Because we can build on this unity. We can build on this platform of uniformity. But if we assume we are disunited, what are you going to build yourself on? Nothing. That is from the devil. That's from the shaitan. This is what we call a waham, a false idea. That we want to be more important than we think we are. And we want to say we are not organized and we are not united and so on. Because we want attention from people. Yeah, controversy gives you popularity. You want to be popular? Say something controversial. You'll have a million followers on your Twitter and Facebook. You say something that's ordinary like we're united. Nobody will listen. No one will listen. They won't even care. But if you give a khutbah, we're all disunited, unorganized. Everybody says, yeah, subhanAllah, this is the khutbah we needed to hear. But my dear brothers and sisters, this is false. It's not true. And if you say it's true, then I will repeat, you are saying we need another Nabi to unite us. That's what you're saying. And that is totally false. The Prophet's mission is complete. It is as complete today as it was complete on the day of Hajjat al-Wida. There's no difference there. He removed shirk 
And he told everybody to worship Allah the way I worship Allah. That mission still stands complete today. This is Allah's rahmah. This is Allah's fadl. This is what we should be telling ourselves and telling the rest of the world. That for 1400 plus years, we are still the same community. That, my dear brothers and sisters, is a mu'jizah. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad.